Joining us as always on the Sunday Fast Break is former Illini Trent Meacham. Trent, thanks as always for being here with us. The Illini find another win. Wasn't very pretty, but hey, a win is a win, right? That's, that's how it goes, especially through a grind of a season and the way the Big Ten is this year. You know, Iowa, Indiana grinded out, Wisconsin, a, a really, really great game. And then not the best game for the Illini this season. Didn't really come out with the spirit that you need to compete at the highest level. So they're going to need to improve in that regard. But wow, Ayo Desumu was, he was a man amongst boys. He was uh, playing at an NBA level out there. And that was fun to watch and really bailed this team out, but was just phenomenal there, especially in the, in the second half in overtime. And they certainly have him to thank for that win. And he's kind of making his case a little bit here for player of the year, don't you think? It seems like it's been Luca Garza. It's like that's a <laughs> you know foregone conclusion, both Big Ten and national. But I don't know. The way Ayo's playing right now, the way he has his team playing right now is, is so impressive. I mean, he's doing it all. That triple-double uh, against Wisconsin was just exceptional. I thought especially his passing. I've talked about that. Uh, when he gets into the lane, finds his teammates, is getting Kofi for those lob dunks and just spray, spraying that ball around, that gets this whole team going. And then comes out the next game and no one else really has it going. They're not making shots and he just takes it upon himself and really willed that team to a victory, found ways to win, uh, you know, bucket after bucket after bucket. He just got it done. That was fun to watch. Now let's take a look uh, a little bit of what he did um, this weekend, arguably this layup right here is probably one of the biggest plays of the game. Well, Illinois is down two here, you know, counting down 25 seconds or so here. And a couple of things that I, that I love is just watch his pace, okay? He's, not, he's never rattled. He, he's so calm, and we're going to get back to it here in a second. You know, you, you can't speed him up, okay? You just see he's calm, he's cool. They, they kind of have a, a couple fake screens here. And then if you're Nebraska – you can't let him go to his right. You know Fred Hoiberg is <laughs> yeah. you know, losing sleep over that, but much easier said than done uh, because he is, he's unstoppable getting to his right, and he just kind of lulls him to sleep. And, and you know what? Io here in slow motion, he's a, that's about as fast as I was in full speed. So he, he's just a, a really fun player to watch. And like I said, when he gets to his right going downhill, there's nobody like him in the country that can do what he does and then finishing around the basket. I think maybe he was – overshadow or Kofi was overshadowed by him a little bit. Kofi has been so dominant this year and we can't ignore what he's been able to do as well. You talk about a beast out there. Kofi is, is he's been a monster and you know we talked about this last week when when Trace Jackson Davis dunked on him. I think something flipped in his mind. Yeah. Oh I can do this. I can do this almost every <laughs> time I get the ball and it's just been fun to watch him just wreak havoc on, on the rims and I feel sorry for these opponents because his, it's really his mentality that he gets it in there. His footwork's improved. His hands are improved. You think his, his confidence is, is at an all-time high. But his mentality to literally rip the rim off every time he goes up, uh, it's fun to see that in someone in the orange and blue. There's, he's a rare, you know, he's, he's one of just a few to have played the game with that physical presence on both ends of the court. He's such a factor. Now, I, a lot of fans are pretty spoiled with the Kofi dunks, I think. I think we're kind of getting used to it a little bit. But Ayo and Kofi together, they're probably one of the most dynamic duos here in the Big Ten. I think they're the most dynamic duo in the country, okay, and in the Big Ten as well. I don't know who I'd take over them. I think there's some teams with more depth. If you look at Baylor, if you look at Gonzaga, that can throw maybe more All-American type players at you. 
But any, any combination, I'm taking Io and Kofi over anyone. And I think here the key is their, their physical gifts are apparent, but I love uh, how mentally tough they are. Both those guys, I think, have really improved in that. But Io, for, for example, you know, I don't think his best trait is attacking in transition. I don't think it's finishing around the rim. I don't think it's his mid-range pull-up. I think his very best, greatest skill is how tough-minded he is. I don't think there's anyone that compares to him. I think he's one of the toughest mentally players in the history of line of basketball. You see it down the stretch where he wants the ball, he craves those moments, and he's delivered time after time. It's, it's pretty darn special. No, I think one of the biggest question marks that we still have for this team is consistency. I think that still continues to be a problem for them. How quickly do they need to figure that out? So consistency is a problem for all of us. You know, if, if we could wake up and have the best day every day, um, especially for, you know, college age, age kids, and that's, that's what separates good teams from the best teams. That's what you need to make a deep run because you could have two good games being the Sweet 16, but then can you win the next two to get to the Final Four? And then can you deliver again to win a national championship? So that's going to be key. I think consistency, one of the things would be is matchups. Okay, who does this team match up against? I've talked about this before a little bit. Tough, physical, uh, bigger teams. They might not have Kofi size at the, at the center position, but teams that, that bring a lot of size at the 3-4, the guards or the, the wings, that can be, that's been a problem for this team. So I'm really interested to see how this team plays when they go up against Ohio State again. Hopefully they get Michigan uh, because those are the teams that have given this Illini Ball Club trouble and they're going to need to find a way to win a game against a really tough physical team here getting into March. I think Michigan is the one Illini fans really want to see next. And that it, it certainly gets interesting with Michigan there and, and this Big Ten title race. I mean, that game, I, I think, needs to happen. It, it does need to happen. Now, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not too disappointed that Michigan didn't play. I know Illini Nation's upset about that. But if the shoe's on the other foot, I don't know if I want to play the team that's on, on my heels to win a Big Ten title first. So. I'm not mad about that, and I want to see these teams play at their peak. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see Illinois beat them after a long layoff. I want to see both teams playing well. So hopefully, if there's one game we want to see, it's that Michigan game. And I think that would be a great test for Illinois because they have, when you look at some of their best players, Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, Sean D. Brown, these are athletic uh, big wings that, just like I talked about, that have caused Illinois trouble. Now, Illinois can combat with with Kofi and Io and some other pieces. So I'm really looking forward to that game. I think that's a marquee one uh, that would really uh, kind of give this team confidence that, hey, we can beat almost any type of team in this country. And I think it's an important one going forward because at this point in the season, they're already playing teams that they've already seen. And when they get to the NCAA tournament, it's going to be teams that they haven't seen for the entire season. Maybe playing a game against Michigan or maybe Michigan State later on in the season could help them in the postseason. That's a great point. Who, who does all the schedules? Because why not try to fit in a, a team that you haven't played yet as opposed to throwing in Nebraska again or uh, these other teams that we've already played once. But that's, like I said, matchups are, are everything. Of course, seeding. And I think looking at this year, you want to avoid Gonzaga. You want to avoid Baylor. I think those two teams have, uh, clear, you know, have clearly been the two, top two. But after that, it's wide open. And so you want to avoid those. But then it's matchups, okay? And some matchups are more favorable, depending on what you can bring. I think this Illinois team um, has proven to win games in different ways. I'm still waiting for them to beat, like I said, a tough physical team.
Yeah, what, what's your take on this uh, next matchup here with uh, Northwestern? Again, like we mentioned, a team already that they've seen before, but what are, what are your thoughts? I think the big thing is you, you talked about consistency. When I think of consistency and effort, and not just coming out wanting to, to play a basketball game, and it might be a pretty game, but really wanting to come out to compete. Okay, really play, competing at the highest level. Um, you know, maybe this team can, can I, I think they can be a little bit more uh, disruptive on defense. I think that's something with Trent Frazier, Andre Cabello. You have some quickness. You might not have the length, but can they do that? Can they speed up teams that want to play slower a little bit more? So that, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Can they maybe be a bit more disruptive, get out in transition because of their defense here heading down the stretch? Do you think there's an issue of maybe them playing to the level of their opponents? Because when they played Wisconsin, when they played Iowa, they played lights out, but against Nebraska was a completely different story. How do they kind of fix something like that? That's tough, and you're going to have a chance here against Northwestern because Northwestern's at the bottom. So can you show coaches, can you show the fan base that, hey, I don't care who we're playing, uh, we talk about we're everyday guys, right? That's kind of the slogan. Let's be everyday guys and let's show up every night. Now, I will say, give Nebraska credit. Any team in the Big Ten, you know, these are, these are scholarship Division I players. They have some athletes. They have some good players. So you must come out with that energy. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a long season. You're not going to have it every night. But if you have that energy, if you play connected on both ends, that's going to allow you to um, – you know, at least be in the games that you that are right. tougher and then, you know, get a little bit more separation against those teams that you should beat. All right, Trent, thank you as always for joining us here on the Sunday Fast Break. We'll do it again next week.